Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. Turning your Bibles to the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 10, is where we turn our spotlight. Mark, chapter 10. I want to pick up the reading at verse number 32, which is also our spotlight. Mark 10, 32. They were now on the way up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them the disciples were filled with awe and the people following behind were overwhelmed with fear taking the twelve disciples aside New Living Translation Jesus once more began to describe everything that was about to happen to him. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die and hand him over to the Romans. They will mock him, spit on him, flog him with a whip and kill him. But after three days, All right. uh -huh. after three days, yes. Yes. after three days, he will rise again. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. Verse number 32 a clause, they were now on the way up to Jerusalem. I want to talk in this service from the theme, On Your Way Up. All right. On Your Way Up. Yes, sir. Seems so simple. But again, I'm trying to give out, and what God ultimately is trying to give out our tips on how to go up. He wants you to be up. Up financially. Up spiritually. Up in peace and joy. Up. Because when you're up, you can help, help others to get up. Somebody might be on the come up. I want to be up. I want to get there. And so today, even in this worship experience, 
we tried to give out those particulars on how it is that one can be on your way up. Now that's an easy statement to make because sometimes when you think about upward mobility, you perhaps don't consider the challenges. I said last night, to whom much is given, much is required, expected from you. And so when you look at this reality, we look at it under three umbrellas. One, expect challenges when you're on your way up. If, if, any, if everybody was on their way up, everybody would not have to experience the challenges. But if you're on your way up, you will face challenges. But there's good news to that. I don't have to face my challenges by myself. The Bible tells me, Brother Mayfield, I'm not alone. Never alone. So I, I expect the challenges. I can look at Philippians 4.13 and realize I can do all things through Christ. All things. But the emphasis is through Christ. And folk think you can do it on your own, but you cannot do it without the power of God. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. Oh, yeah, you get to get the 730 worship. How I talked about how God can bring blessings from unexpected places. You don't know what God is going to do, how God is going to do it, when God is going to do it. But we also understand that God's timing is always on time. He's never late. Uh, my younger sister is a federal judge and she's never late for court. And the reason why she's never late is because court can't start until she gets there. Never late. You realize that's the reality. God is never late, but even when we think he's late, Mary and Martha thought he was late because their brother Lazarus had died. And he did not show up when they wanted him to show up. But he showed up to show them something. And many of you know that, Dr. Gail Riddick, that when he shows up, he is able to do a miracle. Goes to that, yes, great, that, that tomb and call out the name of Lazarus. And what does Lazarus do? He shakes off grave clothes. Yes. So you have to realize, expect challenges when you're on your way up. Second thing is in this message, God will keep you wherever he is prepared to take you. Don't miss that. He has keeping power. So when I get to that place, God is going to keep me, keep me in my right mind. Sometimes you feel like throwing in the towel and giving up, 
but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep on leaning and depending on him. Somebody in this room, you, you had a moment, you had a weak moment, and you felt like throwing in the towel, but look at God. That because you held out and held on to your faith, that the day came and the light comes on and the joy is there. And the joy that I have, the world did not give it to me. So wherever you are, he will, God will keep you wherever he is prepared to take you. Then thirdly, have a victorious mindset. Hallelujah. In the face of outside noise and negativity. In the face of it, I'm still going to smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still going to be able to look at the challenges and know that I have the wind underneath my wings on your way up. There's something going on, on this, in this journey that is taking place in this particular passage. The gospel according to St. Mark. Expect challenges when you're on your way up. Look at the 32nd verse. It says, they were now on their way up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them. Jesus is leading the way. Now, the great thing is, is that they see Jesus. They see Jesus leading him, leading them. Sometimes you're not going to see him, but I'm still going to follow. Sometimes I'm not going to understand, but I'm still going to trust him. You can't, you can't trace him. You can't track him. You can't limit him, but I can trust him. I said something. I, I can't track him. I can't trace him, but I'm going to trust him. Because he knows what he's doing. He doesn't make any mistake. It says that as they were on their way up, 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 up to Jerusalem, up to the place where Jesus was ultimately going to die. And Jesus is walking ahead of them. Now understand, Jesus is walking ahead of them knowing that he's walking to danger. And not only does he know he's walking to danger, but he's leading them to a place where they're going to see something that might shake them up. So they are, here they are, disciples filled with awe. Another way, another way of them saying, he's an awesome God. Yes, he is. He's an awesome God. He's walking ahead of them. They're filled with awe, but I need you to come out of that dreamy state. And I need you to come out of that dreamy state because sometimes when you come out of worship, you're on such a cloud. But I, I don't need you to stay in the cloud because there's some people who are not in the cloud and they are leading cloudy lives. They're leading cloudy lives. I need you to come out of the cloud so you can help people in a cloudy situation. Somebody's in church right now. 
you're in a cloudy situation. I know you got the right religious lingo. I know you know how to respond. I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. You know how to say the right things, but you're in a cloudy space. You don't see what God is trying to do. You don't see how God is trying to work it out. You don't see how God is trying to pull things together. But I'm still going to trust you. Sometimes when we're in church, we, we get this, 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 this feel good. We feel good. You feel, you feel better. And, and, and thank God, the word and worship ought to make you feel better. But it is also more than a feeling. It's a reality. It's not just that I feel better. I am better. Why am I better? I'm better because of the word of God. I'm better because I'm hiding the word of God in my heart. I'm better because I have experienced the blessings of God. I'm experiencing it. It's something about the experience with God. When you have an experience with God, this is not something somebody had to tell me about. Every year, for our Highland Park Christian Academy, our first chapel, I have a wonderful discussion with our students. And I did that this past Wednesday. And I asked them, how many of you can come up here and tell me about your first day in the world? Every year, I get a, a number of persons and they'll line up across the front and then they'll start telling me about the day they were born. I heard some interesting one this year. One of them, one of them said that when he came out, he said his grandfather was crying. And I said, who was in the room? He, he started naming everybody who was in the room. I said, was a doctor there? No, no doctor. I mean, I've heard some doozies over the years. Matter of fact, I had one youngster come down, and he was, he was older. Most times, I don't get him nine, but he was nine, and he came down. And he came down and gave me his, his story. And I, and I told him, I said, y'all y'all have, have done it again. You, you, you've blown my mind with these stories about the day you were born. I, I got some all-time favorites, like one 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 didn't never crawled. Matter of fact, he said he walked out of the hospital his first day. <laughs> and not only did he didn't never crawl, he said I never used a bottle. I said I started out with a sippy cup. <laughs> I said you and your family, yes, we were heading to the car. <laughs> but the reality of it is, and I was excited. One young, one young man, he might even be in worship today. But I started, then I wanted to know how many of you have given your life to Jesus? How many of you were baptized? Hands flew in the air. One young man walked down with me confidently. I said, tell me about your baptism. He said, you did it. I said, thank you. Thank you, Carson. Thank you for remembering. He said, matter of fact, I was baptized on your birthday. I said, I remember that. 
He said, I remember. I said, now that's the kind of memory you need to have. And, and, and I said, why did you do it? He said, I wanted to be saved. I wanted to be born again. I don't know who I'm talking to out there today. But it's a decision that every one of us needs to make. And the decision you make to give your life to Jesus, that's something you don't need somebody else to tell you about. I know when I got saved. I know when I gave my life. I, I mean, I mean, I re, you know, I was, I didn't come in young like some of y'all. I, 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 I was a holdout. And I got mad when one of, one of my friends grew up and she, she went down to give her life to Christ. I, I laid her out after church. I said, Cheryl, why'd you do that? Because now my parents are going to be looking at me funny. And she's going down there giving her life to the Lord. But I remember when I made the decision, I'm giving my life to Jesus. No turning back. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. My father pastored a church, pastored three churches. And um, no, two churches. Pastored two churches. First church he pastored, it, was, it came at a perfect time for me. Perfect time. I, I'd given my life to the Lord. And I was a part of the choir. And, and, and when you got to the young adult choir, they, we used to have in the church I grew up, they used to have a moment where a, a youth had to come down and speak on Sunday morning. And I said to myself, I ain't, I ain't never doing that. You're not going to get me up front of anybody talking. Because I was, I, was, I was quiet. I mean, I know you don't believe it, but I was... I was I was intro, I was an introvert, Tanya. I didn't I didn't want I didn't want a spotlight. And I and my dad told me, he said, Well, you know, been called to a church. I said, Praise the Lord. So I'll never have to do that you speak stuff. But we went around to a little church, and when we went around the corner and they had young people leading devotions. See, y'all don't know anything about devotions. Y'all know about praise teams and all that. But some of y'all have been around church a long time. You remember devotions. They put a table out front that one deacon on one side, one deacon on the other side, one deacon would read the scripture, other deacon would sing, and, and, they, and they weren't, they didn't have choir voices. Come on, somebody. They, they, but, they, but they got, because the Bible says make a joyful noise. And here they were, leading devotions, young people up leading devotions, and we walked into that church, and they said, come here, come here, young Davis. I said, I thought I'd gotten away from this. But you never know as you're on your way up. Come on, somebody. You never know what God has in store for you. And you have to leave yourself open to what he's going to do. They were on their way up, filled with awe. But the people behind them were overwhelmed with fear. They didn't, they didn't want to go. They didn't want to do it. But Jesus said, I'm going to have a conversation with the 12 disciples. Now, I told this to the folk last night. Got to repeat it. He had a conversation with 12 disciples. Now, you might not be able to name all 12, but you do know Judas was one of them. And when Jesus talks, he talks with Judas in the huddle. 
And use, I'm using a football analogy. I'm happy about Dion. He pulled it off again. Amen. I'm happy. See, this crowd, I couldn't talk about the early crowd because the game was on too late. But, but Dion, Dion was giving praise to God again. And his sons came through. But I'm coming to tell you that 12 disciples aside, Jesus began describing for them what is about to happen. It hadn't happened yet, but I'm going to give you a description of what's about to happen. And when I give you this description, this description should give you a level of confidence. I'm confident in where God is going to take me. So the description is there. So when you're on your way up, you realize that you're going to have challenges. Expect them. But the second thing is, God will keep you wherever he is prepared to take you. That's good. Somebody, somebody ought to give God praise. He will keep you wherever he is prepared to take you. I'm trying to take you somewhere, and I need you to know when I get you there, I'm going to be able to sustain you. You can deal with haters all you want. You can deal with temptation all you want. And, and you need to know that when you're on your way up, the devil doesn't want you going up. He wants you to fall. As a matter of fact, he wants you to fall hard. But you have to come and to have a sense of faith. So God, God the 33rd verse says, listen. He's talking to him. We're going up to Jerusalem where the son of man, me, is going to be betrayed. And he's going to be betrayed to the leading priests and teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die, hand him over to the Romans. Here's the lesson. Sometimes your biggest challenges can come in the church. You think it's going to be somebody out there. Okay, okay, I didn't get you yet. Let me come get you. Let me come get you. Sometimes your biggest challenge is not going to come from a distance. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe I'm working the wrong side of the room. Sometimes your challenge will not come from a stranger. They might be your color, but they're not your kind. Come on, somebody. They might be your blood, but you have to understand that you can have challenges close up. The leading priests, matter of fact, these, these are church know-it-alls. Be careful about being a church know-it-all. I'm still learning. I, I, I want you, I want God, to, I want you to reveal. I want you to open up. I want you to show me, show me. And I was listening to you, Chanel, and we pray for our educators. So much going on in our schools. I salute our social justice ministry. Powerful time on yesterday as we deal with all of the challenges of our society. 
But when you're on your way up, sometimes you're going to have to deal. And again, one of the big discussion points of yesterday was the discussion of what happens in the home. And what do you do when you have homes that are not spiritually directed? What do you do when, when, when parents or buddies, no discipline, no God, no prayer, nothing but the, uh, 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 the alcohol, getting high with each other? Come on, somebody. I know y'all wouldn't do something like that. But you look, Jesus says, I need to prepare you that you are going to be hit from people you're not necessarily going to expect it. The leading priests, teachers of religious law, they will sentence Jesus to die, hand him over to the Romans. Jesus says, I want you to understand. But also see this. See this, Harley? It still says that Jesus is leading them. Leading is not always going to be easy. Leading can be challenging. Here's my third point. Have a victorious mindset in the face of outside noise and negativity. No matter what you say about Dion, you got to appreciate his sense of being positive. Victorious. Victorious mindset. Regardless of what you say, whether I wear sunglasses inside. Keep them on. Don't take, don't take them off, Lonnie. I'm just... I'm just just using them at just using a point. You have to have a victorious mindset. I'm walking in victory. I'm walking in the anointing. I'm walking and depending on the strength and the power of a God who has never failed me yet. Do I have a witness in here? A God who can answer my prayer, intercept my pain, heal my body. I'm still going to have a victorious mindset. They will mock him, spit on him. Let's just stop at that spit on him part. Nobody wants to be spit on. Mm. You want to bring some that old stuff out of you, let somebody spit on you. I mean, that's why I like talking to folk with a mask. You can't spit on me like that. Even when you're not trying. It says they mocked him. That's one thing. You talking about me, that's one thing. You spit in my face. Okay. I know you love the Lord. We're going to see how much you really love him. 
And then it says, not only are they going to spit, but then they're going to flog him. They're going to whip him. They're going to strike him. But with all of that, Jesus says, I'm not going to be deterred. I'm not going to be interrupted. I'm still on my way up. And I don't know who, I need, who needs to hear that today. And you're on your way up. You know what you've had to go through. You know what is going on. You know the things that you've been facing. But you got up this morning with your mind stayed on Jesus. I got to make it to the house of God. I don't want to go to a Monday without dealing with a Sunday. And on this Sunday, I've come to bless the name of the Lord. I've come to praise his name. And I thank God that the Bible says that after three days, he will rise again. First day, they thought they had it. Second day, they thought they had it. But I thank God there was a third day. And on that third day, one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit, he got up. I'm talking about on your way up. He got up with all power, wonder-working power, soul-saving power. Is there anybody here? And you don't mind praising God, because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that is done for me, my soul, my, my, my soul got to cry out, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's the fairest of 10,000. He's a bright and morning star. He's a mother for the motherless, father for the fatherless. Can't nobody. I said, no, nobody. Do me like the Lord. Ain't he all right? Yes. 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 On your way up. I'm on my way to the kingdom land. And I'm thanking God that some of you have been positioned in this worship so you can be on your way up. I'm so glad I had parents who made me go to church. I'm glad they made me. A neighborhood I grew up in, nobody went to church. No one. We went. And we had to go. We, we had a bit of an attitude. Because they, they could sleep late. Our friends would, they would wave at us. Say, we, we'll hold the game till y'all get back. But I'm so glad. Not only that I came to church, but I got Jesus. And I invited him into my heart. And somebody today, you can't go to heaven on a friendship plan or a family plan. It's got to be God's plan. Come on, I, 
called. I brought y'all in. I did. I went Drake on y'all, and you and you still didn't shout. God's plan. I try to bring you in. I'm trying to anchor you, but you have to say yes to the Lord. Come on, clap your hands. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park and Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. Power at the park.